This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, it is a busy day and a great one for talk radio. By the way, the weekend was rather eventful as well. Goes too fast, though, doesn't it? As we ushered out the month of March. <sighs> Gotta say, you know, this is kind of instructive to me yesterday. Uh, I'm planning to barbecue a rib steak. Uh, I'd gone to the liquor store and I saw the sign. It said, you know, like a 91. And that's all I buy off, you know, these ratings that uh, the experts have because I can't tell one bottle of plunk from the other. The guy had given it 91. I'm having it with my rib steak. I almost spit it out. I thought, you know, maybe the sign was inverted. It tasted like a 16. (laughs) I've got to be honest with you. But I was thinking about that today when I was reading about these uh, new cannabis stores opening and they've got bud tenders who are actually sniffing vials for quality. And uh, one remark here is slightly spicy said one before jotting down some notes and picking up another sample. Is it going to be like wine, you know, the pretentiousness of wine tastings? A little caramel with uh, pencil shavings, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, I don't taste any of that stuff in there. But let's find out because the whole pot thing has gained new currency. The first store opened in Toronto and Queen Street West, Honey Pot. The guy's name is Honey, by the way, so it's kind of catchy. It's uh, apropos, uh, the situation, but... Uh, Is this going to be a thriving concern, say, six months, a year from now? Let's find out. Our uh, expert on all matters cannabis is Brad Poulos. He's a lecturer in the Entrepreneurship and Strategy Department at the Ted Rogers School of Management at Ryerson. Brad, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. So, uh, the one store open. How many in total? Because the 25 had been licensed. We talked last week. Uh, They were not all going to be up to speed, and some would incur fines of 12500 as a consequence. How many across the province, to your knowledge? So it looks like we're going to have 10 open today, Mm -hmm. uh, which is exactly what we predicted last week. And uh, the other 15 will open sometime in the next uh, few weeks. There's actually two of them, both of them in Toronto, the Young Street location, that uh, are still waiting for their public notice periods to end. So um, they'll, you know, they, they've still got a bit of ways to go before they can obtain their license. But probably by the end of April or so, they'll all be open. You know, uh, when the licenses were granted, they were granted regionally. Uh, I've heard some complaints early on that being in downtown Toronto proper uh, might be inconvenient for some folks living, you know, on the rim of the city and so on and so forth. Does that make sense? Uh, it's one of the big issues with the way the rollout's gone. That's absolutely true. So look at, let's take, for example, the five stores that are in the, the 416 proper. Um, they're all within a couple of kilometers of each other. There's nothing north of Yorkville. There's nothing, you know, sort of west of Dufferin or east of Young. So, um, yeah, they're very, very highly concentrated. And the same thing is true. You know, if you look at the, the wider provincial picture, very much concentrated in the larger centers and and concentration that really doesn't make sense. Like here's an example, Uh, two stores in Kingston, nothing in Cornwall, two stores in London, nothing in Windsor, nothing in Kitchener. Uh, The only two stores North of highway seven are both in Sudbury. Hmm. All right. And so because this was left to the discretion of those who won the lottery, they got picked and they got to determine where they wanted to uh, lease a property. Yeah, that's right. I think it would have been much better if perhaps the government had said, we're going to issue licenses in these following cities, and you can apply for them. Um, or or even, I don't like the lottery, but they could have had a lottery for those. Uh, but it would have been much better, I think, if the government had been a little more prescriptive about where they'd like to see coverage. The whole point of this is, is to provide retail coverage so that the, the illicit market can be wiped out. Well, certainly this isn't going to do anything to help with, the, with that. 
Brad Poulos on the line. He, again, is an expert on the business of cannabis. By the way, what did this morning's lineup say to you outside this first store honeypot? So I was at the honeypot, actually, at uh, 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, there were four people who had been there for some period of, of the night. I guess by, by opening time, the lineup was a bit longer. Uh, I also swung by the Brampton store just as it was opening, and there were about 15 people or so in the line, and the door was open. So they, they were open for business. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess it's the novelty of it as much as anything, like, you know, the people who insist on being first for the new Apple rollout of a product or so on and so forth. Uh, do you think that this is something where it is a novelty in the initial stages? Where are we going to be? I mean, obviously, there would be more stores coming online. You would think, ideally, that's the model. Uh, will there still be a novelty of people waiting to get in or, uh, you know, beating a path to these doors? Or is that going to dissipate? I think given the fact that where most of the stores are is in large centers, and those those centers have already had illegal dispensaries for some time, I think the novelty will wear off very quickly. And uh, for stores that are well-situated, certainly the Young and the Queen Street stores, I think they'll be busy for some time. But people in places like Markham or Richmond Hill or Barrie, I think, are going to be loath to make the trip down to Young Street. They're likely going to either... Buy from the OCS if they're um, if they're inclined to buy legal cannabis, or they'll simply go back to their corner dealer or delivery service that they've used since forever. Do you think cannabis cafes are soon to follow? Uh, because you know there might be people wanting to come in and uh, be in the proximity, buy the stuff legally, and hop across the street or somewhere within you know walking distance, and uh, you mm. know spark up. Is that something that's going to follow these stores opening? We, we certainly hope so. And if you if you look at other markets south of the border, they, they do exist in places like Colorado and Washington and California. And if you think about it, with the heavy restrictions we have on smoking here in Ontario, it could be very difficult for cannabis users to have anywhere to smoke their cannabis. So yeah, having something akin to a bar, like a cannabis lounge, where you would go and rather than taking your cannabis away with you, you would actually consume it right there, I think is an absolutely important part of the overall puzzle. Yeah, Hopefully it'll be here soon. Similar to cigar lounges where there are clubs and uh, you do them on the premises. Uh, what's the status of the supply? Because I'm hearing that the government says, Health Canada, there's going to be a robust national supply, 19 times larger than the total sales. You see that? We're very close to that. Yeah, I think we're only a few months away to having any supply issues being dealt with. Uh, for the next few months, certainly there will be individual you know, stock-keeping units uh, that that might be uh, that people might demand but aren't available. But in general, access to cannabis is not going to be a big problem going forward. All right. Uh, at this time next year, how many stores do you see in the province? Well, I think I think if we're lucky, we'll have over a hundred. Anything less than that, and we really haven't even started to scratch the surface of of um, eliminating the illicit market. Right. So uh, it's about a critical mass that has to be achieved before the illicit market and certain pockets, regions where uh, there's no service of these legitimate stores. That has to be addressed as well in order to tackle the uh, illegal sure. market. Cannabis is not, is, unlike, is, is not different than any other consumer product. If you want people to buy it, you have to have the right assortment. You have to have the right price. It has to be convenient to buy it. Um, all of those things have to be in place. And, and it, obviously, is, retail coverage is a big piece of that overall is, puzzle. Is this so a lo- until that sticks? And keep in mind, we have some twelve or fifteen hundred points where you can purchase alcohol in Ontario. Twenty-five cannabis stores doesn't even come close. I'm not even sure a hundred would. Well, is this the last tranche of a lottery system? 
I sure hope so. I, I, I don't like the lottery system. I don't think it actually worked for anybody other than the 25 lottery winners. It did not work for Ontarians. We could have squeezed gazillions of dollars out of the, the big cannabis retailers if we had auctioned off these licenses. Um, and, of course, look at the coverage. So it's really not working for the people of Ontario at all. I'd like to see the government go to some sort of a more of a, you know, um, an application process where applications would be decided on their merit. All right. Hey, listen, Brad, uh, always good to get an update, and we'll see down the road uh, if there are any complications. We'll be back in touch. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Thanks, John. Yep. Brad Poulos, again, expert on the business of cannabis at the Ted Rogers School of Management at Ryerson University. Let's come back and talk about this uh, carbon tax, too, another development that was implemented today. If you haven't noticed at the pumps, uh, you will shortly. The impact is certain to be felt, uh, and that's just the first installment. When this thing amps up in a few years, uh, you're really going to know about it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.